What's worse than meeting your idol and being in denial that he's a coked out fiend uh, and then realizing that you have to hang out with his daughter, but then realizing you're now the babysitter. You're just the babysitter. Yeah. You're very special, Noel. We need you to watch a little girl. This is like around the area, um, like in any kind of like uh, third world industrial place where there's a center for industry and then (laughs) directly immediately next to it is just slums and, you know, rundown shit. Like if you look at those, uh, I mean, Paramount studios comes to mind. Yeah. Paramount studios name. Any place in Olympics has been held. (laughs) Yeah. Brazil. One of the more recent ones, I guess Japan, but that's a whole other, uh, that's a different world. That's, that's an accelerated level of, of, uh, Japan's just immaculate though in itself. Like, but I know you're talking about like Brazil or Russia where you just quickly build and then make sure there's yeah. a big enough wall to where you can't see the, the slums that you're going by to get to the fucking gymnastics tournament right. or whatever. Or it's like Seattle where they had the world's fair and they did the, you know, the tower or the needle. Uh, and then, a monorail that only goes two stops and then just heroin addicts. Right. There's there's some place where the, the windows to the train would, uh, they would go opaque as it passed by the slums. Wow. Uh, fuck. I cannot. And it may, it may not just been an Olympics thing. It's just a general, uh, thing from the main airport or whatever, the main hub. Instead I wish of fixing the problem, we'll just cover it. Frosted glass. Man. That's ingenious. Uh, yeah. It, you know, if they could do that to the plane windows when you're uh, flying over all these places, I think we could forget about poverty in our lifetime. Yeah. I liked writing about um, tourists literally in bubbles. Yeah, the bubble tourists. I mean, in Austin, it happens in LA, but in Austin, there are these like bike tours that quickly bike through the east side and they're like, and this is the east side. (laughs) And who wants to double time it? Yeah. It's, uh, man, fuck. It's fucked. It's anywhere you could think of. I I think my biggest inspiration or the idea that came from doing a tour in a place like this is always Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Everyone comes to Hollywood. I biked through there all the time because I used to live near a train station, but my job was in West Hollywood. So it was like, okay, I got off right at that station where it was, uh, it was always right in front of Jackie Chan's star. Mm-hmm. There's always the Chinese tourists and there's always a crowd around it. And it's like you threw, you flew however thousands of miles to come here to look at a thing on the ground, but how disappointed so many people looked when they got there, they go, wow. And if you look just a little too long, it's really dirty. You can you can see the stains on the bumblebee suit. You can see the the nicotine on the fingers of Spider Man. Mm. <laughs> like yep. there's just it crumbles real fast. And then you go on those tour buses, like the TMZ bus tour that's all chopped up and they have to try to go around the the gross parts of Hollywood, but it's hard. It's very difficult. Because it's a very gross just and you go too far away from Hollywood Highland. It just quickly becomes a swap meet. Yeah. As soon as you see Batman without his mask on, smoking a, a cowboy killer, you know. My, my favorite was always the story of how Brian Singer met Brandon Ralph, the Superman. He told the stories like we went to a coffee bean right in Hollywood Highland. I'm like, I've seen Spider-Man doing crack there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes his mask off, big crazy yellow hair, and just 
he has a ray gun for some reason. It's really confusing, but the kids love it. And if you take a photo, he'll yell at you until you give him five bucks. And the ray gun actually serves as a butane lighter. You just get the blue flame going. Get, gets it going much faster. It's it's a city of dreams, and it was very much an inspiration that has sat in my brain for a long time and I was happy to put it on a page somewhere. Well, and then it's a mix, too, of once you get to that open-air market, I think we were looking at this or writing this when the pandemic stuff started happening. We were hardcore in quarantine at that point. I don't know if that's hardcore stay at home and go on the internet. Yeah. We're living unemployed life for, you know, really hard and reading about these fucking wet markets in, I mean, they're all over, but in China, particularly like wanting to be angry at something and going, of course it was the wet markets. Let's fix that problem. Except they show that exact problem in contagion. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years earlier. And you're like, but it's a problem now. And what are you going to do? You can't stop people from buying bats. Yeah. If you need some tiger penis ground up into a powder so right. that you are more fertile and get a harder erection, more power to you. Right. Still no proof behind that, right? Just, or is there? I don't. If we need to look it up for you later, we can. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, those things are never going to go away. They're never going to be. Uh, you can outlaw them and it'll just push them. I mean, they're already like, uh, it's a, it's a black market uh, type thing. I mean, there's the open air wet markets or whatever, but there's, you push them underground, it's going to be even worse. Right. And it's, I don't know what you do besides tell people, yeah, don't, don't bite bats. Don't eat monkey brains raw. Yeah. This was one of the moments in the book where, Etta is that part of my brain where I try to tell myself it's better to do good on a small scale than a large scale because you can at least help these little things and you can feel good about yourself at the moment. But it is still a little, I, I hope it didn't come off as like too grandiose or too like, this is the right thing to do, save animals. I just saw it as, you know, Noel had a, technically had an animal that probably no human should legally own mm -hmm. but i was hoping that was like kind of a connecting moment of hey she loves creatures big and small and wants to do something good unlike her dad who's more or less doing it for himself well his dad likes cute creatures but they're like college co-head co-eds <laughs> co-eds uh whatever Did yeah. you say the word she real quick she what my whistle you said he if you say she, I can edit it in and have you say she. Not that who cares pronouns. Flu, no? Fluid generation. You said, or you said his dad. Did I say his? It doesn't matter. It doesn't Throw matter. Throw it all out. Throw out the thing about making her love animals and then the thing no, about this. No, it yeah. was important. No, it waits. It, it's it comes off as uh, it's like pulling at the heartstrings and th like if and you then telling everyone uh -huh. why we did it. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do that, you can. <clears throat> if you want to just lampshade all the tricks. And you want to be disbarred from the Magician's Academy? <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Pandemic was happening. Wet market was in the news. So, of course, we're in this weird slum town part of a... Everything we wrote about reminded me of North Korea. I don't know why. Originally, we were supposed to go uh, on an Asian vacation. Uh, That's you right. Remember, we were supposed we were to go, go to the, the Olympics. We are going to go to the Olympics. And then we were like, oh, where do we go after this? And we are talking about vietnam or you know all these other places and 
And there was this whole big thing that we're going to do that did not end up happening uh, because of all the obvious shit. But like there was different people right now. Yeah, we might be patient zero for all (laughs) all we know. But anyway, just uh, I don't know, getting a feel for this place and and um, obviously like the VRcade and, you know, I, I always knew my goal was always to get them to a movie theater. Like I wanted that to be a moment as it's a quiet scene. But we needed something before that. And then we ended up writing about Void Out, the the arcade where Noel has the same problem I have, which is the people pleaser, Mm -hmm. which is I will sit there quietly in pain and not tell anyone because I think it'll upset them when in reality, if you're just more open and you just say things from the beginning, so much heartache would be just completely bypassed. So, well, it's like any when you when you go along with that, uh, see, I have the opposite problem that I, I say out loud uh, when I'm displeased immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, we shouldn't. That sucks. I mean, that's a sucky place and uh, we shouldn't go to that because it, it smells mm-hmm. and it's uh, the tech is out of date. And then everyone goes like, fuck Aaron. And, and rightfully so. But also <laughs> a lot of those people are thinking the same things and they're like, I think it's okay. And they, they're fucking lying. They are absolutely lying that, the, you know, because they just don't want to seem like the asshole that I'm being. Either you way. You are a hero and there will be a holiday for you at some point. I was just waiting for the acknowledgement. Um, You're great. You're yeah. fine. And you, Thank you. You say what so many people are afraid to say and that's what's holding you back. I wouldn't be upset if you use the word brave, but I want you to say it on your own, not me, you know. Uh, I thought I said it. I called you a hero. Uh, Close enough. Yeah, whatever. Lay it Heroes on. Heroes are brave. There was uh, plenty to pull from from childhood. Everyone remembers going to like Laser Quest or any of those stupid cues um, are for me. Yeah, uh, any of the any of those types of things where it's this this all inclusive, uh, smelly visual. You know, uh, laser tag slash arcade slash pizzeria yeah. slash you know sweaty, loud, and uncomfortable, but. The promise is there of laser tag, which they all exist yeah. purely to so parents can either uh, sit there and drink and <laughs> hang out and not be involved and just get a break, or they can just drop you off and then come back at the end of the day. That's why family fun centers were created, exactly. Which doesn't involve the family; it's just drop the kid off, drop the kids off. There's batting cages, go karts, arcade. I mean, there's enough for them to just like a dog at the dog park, just right? Tire yourself out. Keep them occupied for four or five hours while mm-hmm. we go and drink at the bar like three blocks away or whatever. Well, it was a great part, too, because Noel, it was something Noel was at one point excited about in his life and did the, the Aaron thing of, ah, those things are stupid. They're pretty dumb. And there's that part of me where I really appreciate technology today. When things work yeah, and they work well, I always just go back to, oh, man, remember dial-up? remember having a pager or a flip phone or any of these things. And just the fact that I can remote control my PC from a smartphone right now is like insanity. And so Noel is the sort of guy of like, things are way better now than they were. But then Edda's sort of this, she loves other people's nostalgia in a weird way, or she's like, I don't know, like one of those people, like I was born in the wrong time. Kind yeah. Of everyone of has that. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have that feeling. Whenever you discover Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You're like, go, oh, oh. I wish I lived in 1978. No, you don't. Why? No, no, you don't. Enjoy the good parts now. Yeah, the chances of you getting lung cancer are 
far less yeah. j- just from living out on the streets anywhere. So it's it's a better time and less chance of being just murdered by a cult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially that year. Yeah. But the 70s are rough. Having that inspiration for that kind of place and that kind of you know, tech, it was I mean, it was a good setup for not only like a jaded null, uh, you know, and also trying to please, but, you know, showing kind of uh, at his hopefulness and then so having that set up in that area and then trying to have a virtual battle where <laughs> Noel can't see what's going on and Etta can. Our editor, Rebecca, was... She, was not having a good time. No, she was like, what, where, what is, where are we? What, is this real or is this, can he see, he can't see this. How does he see that? And like, it was one of those times where I got the notes back and the write up. And I was like, I failed this assignment. I, uh, I think it was written well from the start, but there are so many things that you don't think about if you didn't write it and you're actually reading it as a person reading it for the first time that you go, Oh yeah, I guess that wouldn't make sense. Oh yeah. How would he know that? And, and mm-hmm. just it's first person with smatterings of third. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And drifting in between <laughs> uh, perspectives. Uh, and our editor, Rebecca uh, is an infinitely patient person. Thankfully. Yeah. And like, I thought this was about chess, but now I know it's so much more dumber than that. I know you duped me. <laughs> and by this point, it was too late for her. She'd already looked through, you know, 15 chapters. She's so like, she's like, you paid me, so I have to do this. I have to do this. But I'm going to make you earn this. My reputation's on the line. Don't put my name yeah. on this. <laughs> Stop saying my name and you're yeah. done. You can't do this legally. You can't keep mentioning me. But we got there. The entire chapter is essentially to try to build a relationship between two strangers in some sort of way. A nine-foot robot man and a... <laughs> 12 year old girl tomboy yeah like i guess you can't say tomboy anymore that that's an antiquated phrase right oh yeah yeah they um, haven't used that since like i don't know the craft or <laughs> clueless i don't know it's been 25 years can't say smear the queer no you can't and, uh, in family reunions you can but yeah but yeah no it was you know this nine foot tall robot and a you know headstrong young girl who's just who wants to have a good time, who's trying to enjoy themselves while Noel's just being a stick in the mud. I always had those moments where I, I feel like I've made more people cry than I care to admit, mm-hmm. where just by being me, mm-hmm. by being a negative person and going, now nah, that's fucking dumb. That's stupid. And then, then them being down and then me going, but it's okay. No, yeah. but I mean, I'm willing to try it. Yeah. And then it, it, that like, it's too late. You've already ruined You've it. You've ruined the magic yeah. of whatever it was. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people could potentially relate to that in some way. But at the end of the day, it, I feel like Noel had a good time mm-hmm. and he enjoyed himself, which he hasn't really allowed himself to do and forgot for a moment that you can have fun with old things and it doesn't matter about nostalgia or like, you know, past family, you know, things you relate certain things to. So like, you know. One also helps to maybe see things through the eyes of someone who hasn't been jaded by the world quite yet. Yeah. The, the child you wish you were. Is that too on the nose? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> How often does the author explain the metaphor right. to the audience? 
This is like the it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger commentary on yeah. things like, and this is the part where yeah. I you blah blah blah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. on I get on the motorcycle and uh, I say the line. Now and, you see he's uh, he sweats here because he knows he's lying, and he's sitting next to the director. And he, yep, I'm I'd right. rather listen to that than this. Though. Time, uh, it's, at least it's got a funny accent. That's true. And every time we try and fucking say an accent or a, a, an impersonation, it it just sounds like the guy from Silence of the Lambs, the killer. <laughs> Bill, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It just gets really low. Goodbye, horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, I think. Oh, I think I have her card back. You see, it's. I would have. I would have been thrilled had I tried that impersonation. And it just sounded like Patrick Warburton. Not bad. Yeah. I'm so itchy from your fucking cats. I think I'm getting psoriasis. Anyway, um, yeah, so this was a, a nightmare for uh, Rebecca right. to but go a, through and then... But a very necessary nightmare because it, like, literally gets us into a nightmare, but... You know what it remind me of? There used to be these... Uh, I feel like anything space-related, like any of the space centers, like Johnson Space Center or Kennedy Space Center, mm-hmm. they all have this tech that was supposed to get people excited about you know uh lunar landings and going to mars and all this stuff and whenever you go to it it's always so disappointing because they don't change it out for 20 years it's like epcot they it's made, epcot they made a deal with segway in 1998 yep and you're there you're over lord 2015 like see the future of getting around and you're like no. <laughs> at Epcot, I was at Epcot a couple months ago, and I did the, the GM test track experience or whatever. Yeah, they've updated it a bit, but yeah. <laughs> the updates are like, now testing heat absorption, and they just get these these lamps and go, and you're like, oh, and yeah. then they do this jerky you know, shit as, they're tr- as you're trying to go through an obstacle course and stuff, and it's just, I was like, what in what world... Is this an entertaining ride? And then they're just basically, you know, offering you GM products throughout that don't exist and will never pay. exist. The ride doesn't pay for itself. No. It's like, we paid $200 million for this thing. We're going to get every ounce of juice out of it. It's weird the gift shop opens up into a leasing center. Right. <laughs> what would it take to get you in a Hummer right now? Like, a lot. <laughs> just to get out of there, I had to sign a six-month lease for a Chevy Volt. It's just what you have to do when you're there. After they discontinued it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got this just huge lot of them. And the uh, when they get to the movie theater, I remember this scene changed a lot. A bunch. Because yeah. um, I think you had this movie in there that was... It was some like it was like a Harold and Maude or knock like off. Tootsie. Or oh or no, <laughs> it's like some it shitty seventies. It was the movie that inspired the professional. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it was something like that. And I was like, well, that's a little too on the nose. Well, I saw so that. I was like, and I was like uh, yeah. Also, I don't want. I was like, in, in hindsight, I'm like, I don't want to reference them. Like, no. I because that's not what this is about. It's not at all. It's not. Noel's gonna train it. You were literally yeah. just thinking older guy and girl. Luke Besson. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, thankfully enough, people stepped in and said, I'm not going to say that line. And he's like, oh, come on. Yeah, right. Scoozy. Yeah. (laughs) Do it for the film. And Natalie Gordon's like, never talk to me again. Also, he's French. I know. Yeah. (laughs) You're just doing what you you can, impression-wise. At this this point, yes. Um, What did we change it to? Uh, Well, the... First movie is, uh, oh, fuck. The second movie is Red Balloon, but the first movie is. Yeah. 
The 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 whole point was oh, god it, damn it. Well, because we 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 see it pretty early on that the future of movies is being a sidekick in someone else's story. Yeah, and so for Noel to sit in a chair and watch something is agony. Yeah, it's just like this is the worst thing ever. But and you know, against all odds, can find a way to enjoy himself, which. It'd be the equivalent of watching, you know, some movie from the 20s, like before sound or something like that, to where yeah. you're rely. It's like the piano isn't there to play the the score, and right. you're just reading cards, and it's brutal. It'd be like going to the theater today without 3D goggles, right? <laughs> or a a DX experience chair, or whatever, 5D BS they need to do to justify their $35 price. That chair that just blows cold air into your crotch whenever there's a scene on it. Yeah. Whenever Vin Diesel's on screen. Mm -hmm. That's just what it does. Smell Vision was supposed to come back at some point, but a bunch of of executives, every story has been told. People are not going to the theater for the movies. For whatever reason, all the special effects houses keep going out of business. It's not our fault. Stop saying it is. (laughs) What can we do? And they're like, 3D, 48 frames. We can double the frame rate. And it's just, it's all the wrong answers for a question that doesn't really exist. Well, and it's a repeat of shit they did 40 years ago. It's the exact, it's Cinerama and all of that, where they, at the time, invested all this money into things. And people were like, this sucks. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, but we invested all this money. We don't care. And so then indie films started, you know, graduate, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think people just want a somewhat decent story maybe told in some sort of original way, which I know is hard and an actor or actors that are just better than that main guy from scanners. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Just, it feels like they did one or two take two or three takes. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Just they to get the jitters out. They didn't settle on the warm up that they were rolling mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Hello. I am a scanner. What do you mean? I can read their thoughts. That's better than anything that guy says in that movie. You know that. Apparently, he's a uh, very well-paid painter these days. Oh, yeah. Well, it makes sense because you don't have to talk while you paint. (laughs) i got to stop reading scanners trivia. Yeah, now I see where you're not focusing on anything legitimate with the book. Is it too late to change in the movie they see a scanners? (laughs) They see the scanners trilogy. Yeah, yeah, they sit for nine hours (laughs) watching people's heads explode and Mm -hmm. telekinesis. Mm -hmm. And strange Canadian... uh, uh, hit squads with shotguns. When your prop department doesn't exist, you use whatever's in your uncle's shed. Right. And it turns out it's like a you, spa shotgun. You use what the crew brought just <laughs> in their trucks. Oh yeah, we're me and the boys are out hunting and we can uh we can lend these if you want. Listen, yeah. script girl's got a shotgun, hair makeup's got a shotgun, crafty's got a shotgun. <laughs> Between uh we got six shotguns. Oh, I'm in the movie. Okay. Should I change? No. Do I get royalties? No. Do I get to meet Michael Ironside? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he will. You're sharing his trailer. <laughs> you gotta stop talking about scanners. Uh, this, I just, I know this chapter went through a bunch of revisions a few times. It was hard to kind of nail that relationship, but we eventually landed on the laser tag of our uh, youth. When I say youth, in our early 30s, uh, that we experienced. So well, often. it was also, I mean. It's important to make Etta an active character, you know, and, and at any point where we see her, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a classic thing to, I mean, especially women characters, but like you, you introduce, um, 
a woman or a child character or one that's both. And then they're passively reacting and, and not really active and, and showing, uh, you know, the main character, I don't know, and a new approach to life or teaching them or whatever the case is. And so that was like, an, that was an important thing to, to do in this because I mean, reality, Noel, <laughs> Noel needs to be taught a bunch of things and he doesn't necessarily listen to anyone and it might just take a, uh, a younger child, like non jaded perspective, but also worldly. I never wanted the, the inception character of like, you were here purely to have things explained. You need you. to drive the van. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you get drugs, you drive van, you build, you draw a puzzle, me explain thing to you. And if yeah. a character doesn't serve a purpose or the character is not at least fleshed out in some way, shape or form, or does it make you laugh or something? Yeah. Or just, I don't know. I mean, the, there's a few I can think of where it's like, they just kind of come and go, but that might just be the relationship so much, but you don't hang on to them and just go, I've seen that so often. And it's, it's definitely an older sci-fi and stuff like that, where it's like the main character meets a female sidekick and like, that is all they are. They are, they are a sex object or they're whatever. And it's kind of cringy to read. Yeah. And you're like, this is like, their purpose is to live for the main character. I wanted all of our characters to have to put up with Noel. Right. They're not so much of like, I'm so lucky to be here. It's, this is suffering for me. And then when in a really annoying character like Cal wants to be with Noel, Noel pushes him away. Right. right. <laughs> and it's just, it, it makes, I think, for a more interesting or at least relatable world in some way where. Kind of makes me want to go to a VRK tonight. Do they exist? Well, there's now? one down the street from my house. And I realize we're not, Anywhere. we're about 1,800 miles away from my house. But, and I know it's a pandemic as well. Despite these things, there is neon bowling. Yeah, uh, bowling is probably the safest thing to do during all of this. There is a place out here I know that is a bowling alley, arcade, and karaoke bar, but the vaccine center, <laughs> <laughs> uh, desalinization plant. Right. Yeah, it's a few things. I think there's actually no joke. There is a grocery store underneath it. They don't have DDR. They have the other one with the arrows and the yeah uh, yeah that fucks up people who know DDR. Yeah, kick up your jams or whatever. It's, well, maybe we won't do that. Maybe depends. Uh, considering we have to be out of this place at eleven tomorrow. Oh fuck! I can ask for a late checkout. We need to wrap this up. We got to wrap this one up because we still got two more to do today. Maybe three. We can do this, or we just do really early tomorrow. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, it's fine. There's, there. I don't know, like, we wrote the book in real time, or we wrote it chronologically. Like, we, we, didn't, we didn't, like, write the end and work our way backwards, you know? We never wrote, like, you know, log 22 and then log 18. Like, we just, we just moved forward through the book. Are you stoned? How the fuck else would we have written? What are you talking about? I'll let you finish. People, no, go ahead. I, Sorry. I was going to ask you. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because I, I know how like movies are made, right? Where they film it all out of order and stuff like that. Yeah. There, there were times where I guess we were writing. Those are all the chapters that, that got deleted where we said, I remember writing some of, I think it was like 18 or something like that, or maybe before that 17. And I was like, Noel and Abel just get there. We'll figure it out. And it didn't work. But, well, I mean, if you want to, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's always an 
outline where you know you you pop around that or whatever but yeah yeah i mean there's no other way to, i don't know how else we would have i mean scripts are typically written in in order i mean sequentially or, or you know i um, disagree yeah <laughs> you know that's not how i dreamt it uh <laughs> i my brain for that moment because i'm i'm somewhat fried right now uh-huh. it i did have that confusing moment of yes movies are filmed out of order they're not written out of order. <laughs> well, you well, also when you live something for a while, you know, you uh, when you're writing something for a while, you end if if you're really into it and in it, you end up dreaming about it. And then yeah. as you're rewriting it and hopping around that your mind just turns into this. Well, you can look at both of us and see what it turns into uh, this fucking uh, milkshake of of plot and characters and rewrites and what is actually in there now read it 300 times not only in pieces but as a whole thing so yeah it gets kind of forgive us if we don't know uh a character's name <laughs> someone someone in the future is going to come up and go i love that book you wrote the what i what the huh? what who am i are you my daughter yeah <laughs> yeah just that weird moment. Well, good. Okay. I think we hit home. Uh, don't remember what we wrote. Don't remember where we were yesterday. Don't know where Plot we're going points. tomorrow. Yeah. Don't know where we're to live. Yeah. Big explosion at the end. Yeah. Kaboom. Boom. Boom. Shit. Shit hit the fan. Oops. Maybe don't put your phone on silent at the movie theater. Maybe that's the lesson here. Uh, yeah, that is the lesson. <laughs> if you're in an AMC or Cinemark... Don't put your phone on silent. Actually, if you could just be on your phone the whole time, yeah. that would help everyone around you in case someone is trying to get a hold of you. There's one part I do want to mention that we did in this chapter. It was the meta thing we got to do where uh, na- it reveals why name's name is name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it just... It's it's censored from the... Yep. Yeah. It's the logs. Hey. And, hey. That was fun. And still... Uh, our legal representation says, when are you going to put an actual name in there? Comes in. There's, there's something. There's a name later. There's a name possibly. later. But who knows? I don't know. But that idea came from while writing it, while we were doing the whole idea of like Noel being able to mask himself from like security feeds or whatever it was. Oh, what if the name name isn't just a placeholder? It is. It's a redacted. It's a it's a piece of scrambled code in the log translate. It it is like the null license plate. It is it, it was just like a fun. It's getting to an idea backwards, kind of the way you write scripts. There you go. I see where you went with that. I bring you, it all back together. You were spending all this time trying to think how to not sound like <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes my brain just does what my brain does. Yeah, and that's I okay. appreciate it. Yeah. And speaking of that, this brain's going to take a break. Turn it off!